Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another episode of The Coach. This week, we are talking about Godsmack. Yes, we are. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was like, did we freeze? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I'm on an iPad. Lauren's running all the tech. Yes, indeed. This week, uh, and maybe for the next few, as we await the arrival of Matt's new computer, we have rewired my setup here so that I will be in charge of music. And it's a little peek behind the curtain, you guys. If you've been listening to the show for a little bit or a long bit since day one, you just need to know that Matt Nas is goddamn (laughs) saint because I am in cord hell right now. (laughs) This guy's been doing this for 200 plus episodes without complaint. (laughs) My God, Matt. I love it. You're you're a true gem. I love it. I love the show, and I love you both. So, and we love you. That's just how it works. That's right. And yeah. So speaking of love, we are going to talk about "Faceless" by Godsmack today. And not only that, we are also going to talk about the book "The Path We Choose" by Sully Erna. Jenny, you and I sat down, read this book about two and a half months ago. Oh, yeah. And then you had your baby, and we've just been stewing, thinking about this book ever since. Finally, today we get to talk about it. Um, but let's get into this album first. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on April 8th, 2003. Ooh, that's a come down record. Indeed, a come down record. Jenny, briefly, history with Godsmack. You know, I I just knew Godsmack from the radio. Uh, not a not a huge fan. That's pretty much it. I think we've pretty well covered it in episodes past. Uh, yeah, you know, now I know a lot more about Sully, but we'll get to that. Your past, mm-hmm. your past with Godsmack. Uh, my past with Godsmack was I had the first record, and I loved it at the time. And then uh, when they put out Awake, I immediately hopped off the train, didn't like that record, and then basically just didn't think about them very much until we started doing the show again. And since then, I feel like I, I might like them a little more than you guys do, but I don't know if I necessarily like them. But I do feel like certain songs, um, as we covered uh, one of them on the, was it um, I Stand Alone? That's right. On the uh, Scorpion King soundtrack, I deem that a new metal classic. I really you did. You did. St- you threw I, it on there. I feel, felt very strongly about that song. So I, I mean, I haven't completely written off these boys. Matt, your Godsmack history. So I think uh, longtime listeners will know that I'm not a fan of Godsmack. I have come to grips with that. I've been told to settle down multiple times. <laughs> Uh, because they do raise my ire, but uh, but that's as 
that's about as tough as I get where I go, I don't like them. And then people are like, <laughs> settle down. And I'm like, okay. That's, uh, that's about it for me on the old Godsmack. Well, of course, they were my favorite MTV television show, Fear of All Time, had Voodoo as the opening <laughs> theme song. So, Gotta love Fear. Fear. What a show. Miss Fear. <laughs> that was the one where they put the... Uh... They put the cameras on them and they went into a haunted house and screamed. Right, exactly. That was, and they made them do like quests. That's that's going back. That is going back. I haven't thought about that show in a minute. Um, so yeah, so Faceless, their third record. Um, well, Jenny, we got to talk about it. Who's in Godsmack on this on album? On this album, got Sully, our boy, Sully Erna, rhythm guitar, lead vocals, producer. Additional drums and talk box on I Stand Alone. Uh, Tony Rumbola on lead guitar and backing vocals. Robbie Merrill on bass. And on this album, Shannon Larkin on drums and percussion. Whoa. That's right. There you go. And uh, yes, indeed. Producer on this record, Sully taking front, but with an assist from... David Bottrell. Ooh, the trill is gone. So we have David Bottrell here in the booth. And um, Jenny, we've got some genre tags here. We sure do. The genre tags here are alternative metal, heavy metal, coming in third, new metal. Well, that's right. There it is. Coming up, coming to the end. So this record, this was a hit. This was a hit record for the boys right out the gate we got grammy nominations for a couple songs on here best rock song best hard rock song debuted at number one number one and not only that who'd it beat jenny lincoln park's meteora got kicked out of the number one spot whoa so 2003, it might have been the come down, but year. people are still feeling that new. Oh, very wild. Year. They probably heard I Stand Alone, thought this is a great song because I Stand Alone came out. If you recall the, the soundtrack situation, it came out on the Scorpion King soundtrack. And then a year later, this album came out and it was on this album. So they probably thought they got a taste and it was going to be sweet, sweet, sweet taste. Jenny, I think we got to talk about it. Before this record came out, Erna sat down with Launch Media and talked about this record. This is what Sully said about this record. It's a bit more musical at times. It's a bit more melodic, but it's still raw. It's still tough. It's still got that Godsmack edge to it, but it's not quite as angry. Maybe as the past stuff has been. But it's still got its rawness. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's a couple nasty <laughs> fucking songs on this record. But all in all, I just think it's really, I think, some well-written stuff. I'm really proud of it. Um, so, <laughs> What <yeah>. a journey. <laughs> is it nasty? Is it raw? Is it, what is it, Sully? I it's, don't think he knows. <laughs> is it all things to all people? One thing's for sure, you guys, it's Godsmack. That is true. Sully took inspiration after reading Rush drummer Neil Peart's book, Ghost Rider, Travels on the Healing Road. And he penned the song Serenity, 
uh, he says is similar in motif to the tribal drum sound of Godsmack's past hit, Voodoo. Oh. Yeah, so we've got that. This record, critically mixed reviews. Wade Kurgan of All Music gave the album 2.5 stars and said, all the album has successful moments, it lacks the pop hooks of their debut and often feels sorely underwritten. Oh, ouch. Entertainment Weekly also was lukewarm, calling it the same staccato riffing, constipated vocals, and generic rage against the kidney stone angst. Wow, that's a that's a blow blowout review by E Dubs. Yep. Rolling Stone, two stars, said that the music is well constructed, but it sounds like a nightmare that's more played out than scary. Honestly. Saying your record is well constructed feels like more of a diss than yeah. the second part. <laughs> like that's uh, that's a real she's got a nice personality vibe wow. to it. Really, <laughs> this is well constructed. Oh, with the construction on this get record, on, clearly there were paper, blueprints. Get on paper. But we should say not everyone was negative. Anti music said it hits a little harder than the past, and said it was their strongest effort to date. Gave it four stars. Oh, wow. So there you go. Okay. So there you go. Um, Jenny, do you want to talk a little bit about the book before we dive into these songs? Uh, Sure. This book actually was a gift Lauren gave me many, many years ago. It's been sitting on my shelves in my various homes, and we decided to, to crack it open while I was creating a baby. Um, so... I, I was expecting to hear a lot about Godsmack, but really, this book <laughs> is the road to Godsmack beginning. The The book ends when Godsmack begins, and it's very easy read, easy breezy, a lot of action. The action is nonstop. The action is largely the same, uh, with a couple, maybe actually one notable <laughs> notable event but it seems that sully was a fighter got into a lot of fights it's a lot about sully getting into fights um a lot about various doomed relationships that he had a lot of like cocaine in the orbit um it was interesting stuff one the the most standout moment in the book for me was apparently when Sully was a child, he was playing in a park uh, and there was a plane crash overhead. And in the book, he describes body parts raining down from the sky into the park. It really comes out of nowhere. Matt is just making a horrified face. That was me reading the book. I was like, whoa, hold on. Let's go back to the top of this paragraph. Like, what did I miss? Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That to me is the biggest. That's the thing I'll never forget from the book. But yeah, Sully basically was constantly in a fight. I think, and then he also saw body parts rain down from the sky in a in a plane crash. Lauren, how about you? Give me your your recollection of the book. The thing I will always remember about the book, besides the body parts raining from the sky, which, I mean, I never texted you faster. <laughs> like, you were like, did you get there? And I'm like, body parts? And you're like, yep. <laughs> and uh, But the book starts, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, in a similar form as Fieldy's book. If you recall, Fieldy's book uh, begins with him uh, beating his 
wife, or I believe his wife, or what have you, and then saying at the end of it, how'd we get here? Keep on reading. And you're like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> time and, out. Uh, time out. So Sully's book starts with um, Sully in a fight, grabbing a gun and about to shoot a guy's face off. And, uh, and then him going, how did I get here? Was I about to throw away my life for this? Read on. And that one, I was like, well, obviously he didn't shoot this guy in the face. Or I would have heard about that. Definitely would have heard about this gunshot situation. Um, so that was like, I was hooked immediately because I was like, Sully's going to shoot a guy in the face. What's happening here? Um, the book is, I would say, 95% fights, 3% bands, I guess 2% ladies. Is my math right there? Did I get, did I get it right? Yeah, he um, definitely doesn't yeah. seem to have very um, high regard for women. <laughs> I would say that. Well, he loves them. Here's the thing. He loves a lady. And he will become obsessed with these ladies. And then he'll be just with it. But then things will fall apart. And then he'll be just like, this fucking bitch. He loves oh, a lady... <laughs> Until he doesn't. I will say, I cannot judge his love, but does he respect women as complete individual human beings with all the breadth and depth of experience of, say, a male human being? Based on this book, I'm going to say no. (laughs) It's merely one book. Maybe he's changed uh, his tune a bit. I don't know, but... I mean, we will point out also that in the acknowledgments, um, he does the acknowledgments is uh, is a big, uh, big old as the father of a daughter. Oh, boy. OK. Yeah. So you do have that like he has changed. Um, also, I don't know if we talked about this, but I did not realize until um, we started reading the book that I have a signed copy uh, <laughs> by Sully that says Peaceful Journeys um sully and then i believe this is either yeah i think this is 2007 so yeah so i i yeah i picked this up at the strand in new york city um and apparently that's that's where i got my signed copy i do have a physical copy of faceless here and i picked it up from found sound ferndale michigan a couple years ago for a sweet two (laughs) dollars that sounds like a found sound price for a godsmack album (laughs) They were pricing it to move, and move it did into my hot little hands. <laughs> um, this album liner notes. Art, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm just looking yes, at Jenny, the cover. please. It's, as a person who recently gave birth, it, it sort of <laughs> looks like a face pressing through human skin or something, uh, but it's got the Godsmack logo on the head. It's just... It's really Jenny, gross. It's very fleshy. It's the the flesh theme does play out. There's also um, it looks to be it, it is very weird under the tray picture of what looks like an arm coming through skin to show the arm, and so you're seeing the Godsmack tattoo through a layer of skin onto another thing of skin. Uh. Very weird. Um, but Jenny, I have Thumbs to ask down. you though. <laughs> I have to ask you, though, wouldn't it have been a trip if uh, when you were pregnant and you looked at your belly and maybe Mitch was looking at your belly and then all of a sudden your baby's face stuck through and then you could see that your baby for some reason had the Godsmack logo on their forehead? (laughs) I would have. I don't know what I would have done. 
call the pediatrician I, up. Yeah, so is this normal? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. All babies and then have the, the Godsmack logo on their head at this stage. Yeah. And then the pediatrician <laughs> goes, but you do need to worry about this guy tattoo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what they don't tell you. Anything you listen to when the baby's in utero, they get the the logo. A tattoo of, a, a tattoo of yeah. the guy. Yeah. People don't oh, people man. don't want to tell you that. And then immediately you're just like, well, imagine if you'd started listening to like Operation Ivy and you got the guy. On your I don't know. Head. It's a good thing that whatever I listened to when I was pregnant didn't uh, didn't come out on my baby. That would be a confusing, <laughs> confusing baby. Yeah, we have uh, pictures of the band inside. Um, it looks like they are all uh, in I, 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 amidst of wires or vines. It looks like um, all looking appropriately moody. For some reason, everyone wore a shirt except for Sully. Sully showed up, no shirt, and uh, this is when Sully was rocking them frosted tips, going a little blonde. It was 2003, baby. Who could blame him? Yeah. It seems pretty on brand for Sully to be the one without the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the book as we go through, but I think we've got to get into these tunes. Let's do it. First track on this record, straight out of line. Jenny, thoughts on Straight Outta Line. I think the song is fine. This is what I expect from Godsmack. So we, like Lauren said, we were we were planning to record this before I had the baby. Didn't happen. So when we were listening to it 
for the first time through, I was like, ugh, I hate this. Fuck this <laughs> album. Whatever. I may have just been very pregnant. Uh, I listened to it again uh, before we recorded it this time. I was jogging around the neighborhood. I was like, this isn't bad. Hey. Um, so I don't know how I really feel about this song. But I think it's, I mean, what was it said? It was well put together, competently put well, well constructed. constructed. I would say the same about this song. It's it's a fine song. Is it great? No. It's like very middle of the road, but nothing wrong with it. Classic little Godsmack ditty. Uh, what do you think, Lauren? <laughs> you know, I uh, I was uh, I thought that it was firmly Godsmack in probably all the best ways. And I wrote in my notes that's got solid chorus. Sturdy riffing, decent chug. Soli's vocal is exactly as we expect it to be. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's got the line, you don't need to lie to me. Classic new metal trope. Constant worry about lying. So I uh, I was like, we're, we're back in it. And I'm okay with it. Does have a guitar solo, which I definitely think is part of the reason why it's uh, the uh, new metal tag is tucked third there. Um, but I mean, for Godsmack... Sure. Yeah, let's do it. That's it. Matt. Yeah, I think when Jenny said, oh boy, here we go. That's my first, I hear Godsmack and that's my first thought. It's like, uh-oh. But the song moves. I mean, it's got that It's got that Godsmack groove in it. They kind of are good at like that stalking, that feel that is mm-hmm. very them and they do it very well. Matt, I'm just going to say right now, that might have been the nicest thing you've ever said about this band. I know. I know. I would agree. I would agree. Now, this song, uh, this, I believe, was the first single for this record itself. Um, It was number one on the mainstream rock chart for a few weeks. And it's their highest charting single on the Billboard Hot 100, which reached up to 73. I was a little surprised to see that 73 is the highest that Godsmack ever got on the Hot 100, but that's definitely probably coming from the perspective of somebody who's been doing a new metal podcast for five years or however long we've been doing this. <laughs> well, you know, the, the Hot 100, to get to the top of the Hot 100, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of things got to come together. And I, I, I think Godsmack are just a little too heavy to really get that high up. Like, I feel like the times of, like, a metal band of any stripe getting up to the Hot 100 and the top of the Hot 100 is really, like, probably the tail end of the 80s and the early part of the 90s. Um, And I'd have to dig in there, but I think, like, you know, I know Def Leppard had some hits and stuff like that. But but I think if you dig through, and there's a really good column on Stereo Gum where the guy is um, listening to every single song that went to number one in the entire history of the Billboard Hot 100. And... um, and basically just writing about it. And it seems most of the time, if a metal band or metal-ish band or rock band even gets to number one, it's largely with a ballad. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. Or it's with the less popular follow-up to a super popular song that didn't get to number one. So, like, I think, like, Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar on Me did not get to number one, but it was super popular and it got to, like, number two or three. And then the follow-up single just rode that wave to number one but it was like a song i never even heard of 
Like right now, I'm like, I can't even remember what it was. If they were going to get to number one, it would have been with a, probably like some sort of ballot or something like that. Songmeanings.com. We remember it. We love it. It's quite a sight. 23 comments for this song. Um, comment that caught my eye was from Nirvana Freak, who said, This may just be the greatest Godsmack song ever. The lyrics are great, and they're an awesome band. It almost expresses how Sully, the singer, feels about society and the people around him. For those of you who hate Godsmack, well, go away. Boom. There you go. You got him. Also, thank you for letting us know. This one, I, that was you could tell it was for the haters because he was like Sully, the singer. It's like right there letting you know, hey, hitting out to the to the plebes who don't, who don't remember, don't recognize. Uh, all right. I think we're ready for the next one. Up next, we got Faceless. You know what? It's like when you go to see a movie and you're just waiting for them to say the name of the movie in the movie. Track two, title track, and saying it in the lyrics itself. You Right away, you're just, you're just like, my $2 pay for themselves right there. Because I got it. I got it. We're rocking. We're chugging. We got a wah-wah pedal. Also, some chainsing going on. All through it all. God smack in the pocket. If you if you are a Godsmack fan in two thousand three, you got to be in heaven. You got to be in heaven. It's true. Jenny, how'd you feel about how'd you Uh, feel about Faces? I think again, I I actually liked this more than I like Straight Outta Line. It just feels very like Godsmack doing Godsmack, giving you what you want, giving you what you expect. I thought it was all right. Good tempo to jog to this one. I'll say that. I'm a slow jogger, so this worked for me. Matt, what'd you think? I'm a, yeah, it's hard to, do I like it? No. Do I get it? Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I feel like we took a bunch of Metallica and added a, a ton of water to it. You know, late stage Metallica that we added a bunch of a water to. I, I, I'm just, guys, that's the hottest take I've had. In a long time. I mean, 
so 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 your your take on Godsmack is that Godsmack is waterlogged Metallica, like late stage waterlogged Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type. So like, so if I so if if I left Reload in the basement and didn't turn on the dehumidifier, I would come down <laughs> in a month and find Godsmack pr- practicing the Wiccan arts. Yes, there it is. I'd be like, oh boy, should I turn this dehumidifier on. Yeah, you know, once again, I wrote in my notes, I'm cool with this. I, 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 that feels like faint praise, but at the same time, this is also a band three albums in. You are making a choice at this point of what you're going to be. Because you think about, you know, and the other thing though with Godsmack though is Godsmack were titans on album one. Yes. You know, that they that were was a world big, beater. big, big, and then it was, it was. So, you can't really compare it necessarily to something like, you know, the third Limp Bizkit, the third Corn, the third Deftones. Those guys had to, those guys had to build. It was a building process. But Deftones, I'm sorry, with Godsmack, right out the gate. So really, I can, I think it kind of makes sense why musically it's just a honing of a sound as opposed to let's work out the kinks. Like they're like, we, we, there were no kinks to work out. You heard the first record. <laughs> let's do, let's do it. If you read the book, you can. The book is really uh, solely working out the kinks. Really That's true. That's true. Now, songmeanings.com, a couple interesting things here. Corn Girl JP says, if you lie to me, your face is a blur and you're just like everyone else and you better stay away from me before I release the demons on your ass. Whoa. So, yeah. So, watch out. Wow. We got another comment from Cornfucker666. Nah, that's my Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, another great song to beat the fuck out of an ex-friend. Wow. Wow. All right, so it seems wow. to be the consensus oh is this person is a former friend. Friend no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watch out. If you've read this book, you know that fights constantly, constant, fight at a drop of a hat. I mean, that might be what set it off, is a hat was dropped and Sully's like, you drop you drop this hat and then fists yeah. a fly. It seems it's interesting to me reading a book like that. Sully, I think it's safe to say, is somebody who would have a lot of ex friends. I I yeah. I can't really think I have like maybe one person I can think of that I was friends with at one time and it it was like a very negative falling out. I don't really think of myself as somebody who has ex friends. Like is that normal? have ex-friends like i i don't even think in those terms there's people that fall out of your life but i don't have a lot of people of whom i go yeah i don't mess with that dude anymore i mean i know it happens but it's like i try not to put myself in that position to begin with i haven't met too many two-faced liars that make me cut them out of my life forever. Well, maybe my dad. But other than that. <laughs> Whoa, man. That's a hell of an ex-friend to have. You're, That's a hell of an, an ex-friend. ex-friend. <laughs> I'll always love you, but um, you are an ex-friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't really have... Yeah I, yeah, I think it falls more into the category of... Um, yeah, that like, yeah, like people that just, you know, you just don't talk yeah. to them that much anymore. There's one guy I know that it seems like he may have cut a big chunk of us out of his life for reasons I won't get into on this podcast. But, um, you know, 
That was not on me. <laughs> um, Someone that we a, all know? No, no, no. Somebody oh. that just I know. No, no, got no. it, got it, got it. No, no. I was like, ooh, juicy. Tell me more. <laughs> the juice is loose. <laughs> the juice is loose. Ex-friends. Uh, so. Take that, Dan. Ex-friends. Do you have ex-friends? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Who do you want to take it out to? We got a song. You need to beat their ass. <laughs> Hashtag ex-friends. <laughs> let us know if you ever beat the shit out of your ex-friends. Did you really let an ex-friend have it to a Godsmack song? We need to know. <laughs> uh, we need to know about it. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Up next, let me tell you. After you beat the shit out of anybody, friend or ex-friend, it's time to think about Jenny? Changes. got to make some changes and one way you can make a change is to hop on that harley baby because this is harley music 100 percent. rev up that engine get on that open road and make some changes jenny thoughts on changes i thought again this is okay uh very sturdy riff up top they sound i mean the album sounds great i think um, do I like the songs? Not that much, but it sounds good. Sound is there. This again, like when we get here, I'm like, all right, are we going to hear anything that sounds different on this album? Cause these yes. three songs, like I couldn't really tell them apart. I mean, it's the, the first song and the third song are the same exact length as well. So it's just, it does feel formulaic to me. I don't think if i recall correctly that they spent a great deal of time writing and recording this record uh, i think it was a pretty short go i know that they recorded it in miami uh, and they said that they were isolating themselves from whatever else was happening in the rock music scene at the time um, but they may have isolated themselves to a detriment because these songs kind of sound the same to me now somebody gonna listen to faceless and beat the shit out of me for saying that maybe but i can live with that Lauren, what do you think? I like the idea of Sully going to the band and saying, you guys, if we want this record to work, we need to go where there is no distractions. We're going to Miami. <laughs> you know, 
real right. subtle town. <laughs> Nothing it's going a on there. Architecture definitely not vibrant. Chill as hell. Nothing happening there. Nothing will distract us. We will be focused in Miami. That's true. I mean, unless I mean, unless maybe it was a situation he didn't realize which one. Maybe he was like, "We're going to Miami." Miami. Are you guys familiar? Rambola, you know that one? I don't know. I don't know that one. And then they got there, and they were like, "Oh, Miami!" And Ooh, Miami, Gorlami, um, Gor. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one. You know, I mean, it, it's a bad relationship song. Uh, there's a great line where Lo, uh, Sully says that he's looking to kiss your ass goodbye, and uh, and make some changes. And I gotta say. It's uh, if you read this book and uh, I I don't know if we want to jump ahead of it, but I mean, Jenny, would you recommend this book? Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's an easy read. Like when I read it, it was a breeze. It was a breeze to get through. Like it's just it's basically just Sully getting into fights over and over again. Anytime he's like, and then I met this person. I'm like, let's give it six to seven pages, maybe ten. We're going to fight this person. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a story of this person like doing something fucked up and he had to beat him up or Mm -hmm. I don't know. He gets he fights with his mom a lot. Yeah. All the mom fights reminded me. I just imagined uh, Mark Wahlberg yelling at his mom at the beginning of Boogie Nights. That's what I imagined for a lot of those mom fights. A lot of sneaking in and out of houses. Um, Also, credit words do. Sully gets his ass kicked. I would say it's a 60-40 ass-kick to kicked-ass ratio. Like he's That's true. He was more willing to admit that, you know, there were some times he's like, I was out of my depth, and they handed it to me. <laughs> and which was, you know, after, hey, listen, after reading the Fieldy book, you know, I was like, okay, there's a little bit, a touch more self-awareness, a little bit more honest. You know, do I believe that he won all the other fights that he said he won in the book? But I mean, the fact that he told us about a bunch that he lost led credence to those other fights. They're like, I guess he won those ones. Um, I don't know. I can't remember where we went back on our old list of like who can scrap, you know, scrap a new metal frontman. But <sighs> Sully's up there, man. Sully is, he's going to scrap. He's going to scrap. It's because he's a little guy. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we were going to touch Wait on a second. that. <laughs> I'm not. I know we're not going to get too deep into it, Lauren. That's our private conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like in this context, the reason I'm bringing up the little guy thing is because I think he felt like he had to like prove Mm. himself more so than somebody who had like a more imposing demeanor. You know, it's not like if somebody he really right if somebody tried to dismiss him because of his stature. He would fight even harder to be like, you don't, you've underestimated me, motherfucker. And it does seem like where he grew up was more of a rough go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like he Mm -hmm. was in like a, like a cushy suburban situation or anything like that. It seems like it really was a big part of what was going on. So if that was the currency you're dealing with, you know, he had to, had to get in there a little bit more. As a little guy. Mm-hmm. That's all we'll say about that. A lot of these yeah. songs do sound like the song that's playing right before a bar fight starts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. 
That's and that's also the whole book. It's just right Tim's before a bar fight starts. <laughs> and then a bar fight happened. And then it went Seriously, down. Seriously. I'm not yeah. it's all action. Yeah. Front to back. If they made this book into a movie, oh my god. It would, it would be would so just, long. It would be they'd have to cut out some fights. Like, we gotta leave some of these fights out. There is one comment I wanted to mention on songmeetings.com from Virtual Factor, who said this song is the way I feel about quiff porn. Wow. Wow. And there's I... no response from Quiff Porn. Quiff Porn just left it alone. It's big. That's very big of Quiff Porn. Very big. Very big of them. All right. Let's keep it going. All right. Up next, we've got Make Me Believe. <laughs> that little bit of that groove there we got there's a there's a groove to this one there's a bit of a groove to this one and it, we're firmly firmly in godsmack land but if you're on the ride if you're willing to go on the ride and of course this ride is on a harley vroom. then you're gonna be vroom, all set vroom. vroom vroom matt you're making the you're making the the hand Let's motions uh are you are you are you are you a Harley guy or are you more of a, a Yamaha guy? Ooh, Matt? I'm like I'm not like a ninja guy. I like that bike that looks like the Fonzis bike, where it's just a bike. It's not big pipes, not like a badass bike. Just like small, small pipes, pipes, baby. <laughs> small pipes. Little like pickle <laughs> little pipes. <laughs> two. F- if you see you a bike see, and it's got little pipes, it's Matt's a bike, bike with two fifes on the side of it. That's my bike. <laughs> Fife there bike. So, <laughs> uh, uh, that's there. You go. Um, <laughs> I, 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 wow, I did not expect the pipe talk. Um, you know, this one's it's kind of crunchy. It's got a nice little punch and chug. But it is already feeling samey, but we still have energy. We still have the energy. I still feel that passion because, listen, they are in Miami and they are fucking focused. That's right. I, on the other hand, am not focused because I just keep thinking about motorcycles with tiny pipes. And it's little so pipes. funny. Just like, <laughs> little pipes. Just little pipes. <laughs> the most, like, fucked up, gnarly looking dude getting on a motorcycle <laughs> and just kicking it off. And it's just little tiny, tiny pipes. pipes. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. It just makes a boop, boop, boop sound. Yep. 
I don't um, know. I agree. This song does sound the same. Could have used tiny pipes. Totally use them. Tiny pipes. Could have used some tiny pipes. Um, songmeanings.com. Uh, we got some comments from a couple interesting. I mean, there's a, there's a person who's commenting here. Uh, their name is Gonorrhea HD. All right. And they're in the middle of some sort of fight. Um, they say they agree with MTS 311. It seems much more reasonable that he's talking to God, but knows he is not there. Now, everyone will agree with that, but I like it that way. Zohibe, don't ever post an opinion like that. I couldn't even finish reading because my IQ was dropping after every someone. He'd written someone as if S-U-M, the number one. Very intense. I don't even know where that's coming from. Uh, too intense of a comment section to dig into it. Um, virtual Factor back again. And now I'm seeing that Virtual Factor's got beef. Virtual Factor is looking to scrap. If you might remember, they said that the last song made them think about Quiff Porn. This song, he said, this is how I feel about the attitude on this site. Wow. Whoa. Well, not everybody was mad. Ivy Ursula, the lady, says, let me help you, Sully. <laughs> that was it. I don't know. Nice Let offer. me help you. <laughs> right. This wow. is This is peak analyze this. <laughs> Oh, did you see the oh, did you see this follow-up comment, Jenny, from Ivy Ursula the Lady? I did not. Love heals everything. This is a person who's trying to find that love. It'll take someone special to heal a soul driven to those depths. Oh, so she's teeing herself up. Mmm. Yeah. All right. You might want to yeah. read his book first. Yeah, I would say, Ivy, it's a little intense. Who's the woman? And it's been Two and a half months since I read this book. But who's the woman who's like a total wrong for him and he's obsessed with her. They break up. He gets with someone who's way better for him. The first woman comes back and she's like with someone else and they're like cheating on both of their significant others with each other. Yeah. yeah. I can't Sophia? remember her name. What was her name? Oh, what was her name? Sarah? I'm going to dig through this book. All right. Anyway, that's that's one of the – that's one of the – like – I would say relationship-wise, Sully was pretty much a one-woman man, except for that situation. Things got pretty messy. He was, he was just, you know. Although, if I'm remembering correctly, there are a number of moments where he meets a woman and he's like, I'd never seen a woman before I'd seen this woman. Yes. Oh, my God. A lot of that. I will say, to his credit, he does, like, take ownership of being an asshole to this the, the final woman but it's because he thinks that that woman is pure all the other women the way he talks about them he's like the fucking bitch slut whatever because they did something that didn't fit his image of what a woman should be doing this last woman did not do anything like that and so he still seems to like the the way that he talks about her i think it's more reflective of that you know Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. that was that was my read. I least. think you're right on that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, Sully, uh, Sully, fighting and fucking. That's okay. this book. That's hey. him. That's the dream. That's a, right. that, isn't that the dream? Oh, fighting and fucking. <laughs> you, you fight. You fuck. <laughs> you that's, go to bed. Yeah. Do it all over again the next day. That's what I painted on Sophie's. 
You fight, you fuck. Yeah. Uh, now, really, now really sleep. upset her grandparents, but you know it's my baby. I'll raise her. Uh, no. Also, have a blessings night. to Mitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mitch is like, wait, what? You're like, <laughs> I carried this baby. Yeah, this is who I really am. Surprise. I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> it's in that like squiggly like. Cute uh, it's very out. hard. It, yeah, it's very it's hard, very hard to, read. to read. You would yeah. assume it's something like I don't know, like our dreams came live, true laugh, or something like live, laugh, love <laughs> yeah. for sure. But no, nope. look more closely. <laughs> look a bit more closely. Holy shit! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we fight. We fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There are rainbows all around it, though. Yes. Well, Matt, you either you either follow that or this next song. I stand alone. Ooh. Got to get my reps in. covered this song pretty extensively on the scorpion king episode i think it's a new metal classic jenny matt you did not really think so jenny any additional thoughts on this song jogging this listen how are you feeling i mean uh compared to the rest of this album this is a great song sorry it kind of phased out there for a second yeah for a second yeah yeah you phased out Oh, shit. Well, I said this really incisive and important thing, which is compared to the rest of this album, this is a good song. (laughs) So I can't believe I faded out for my big moment there. But uh, (laughs) that's what I think. Uh, I'm I'm softening. I'm softening to this. I will say that. Hmm. All right. Uh, Let's put it out there. Is this Godsmack's best song? No. Ooh. No. I would say I would say something on the first album. Like what I I think whatever is probably the best Godsmack song. Yeah. Uh, I would I would go with whatever as well. Whatever I mean honestly, or voodoo. I mean the voodoo video, those guys coming out of the swamp. I mean come on. Whatever is also the funniest name for a song. So it has that. Going that is true. It well. It's true. It's true. It's true. And uh, I neglected. I realized I probably emailed you two and a half months ago, Jenny, all about all the videos yes, for you this did. album. You did you did. Did you did you get a chance to watch those videos at the time? At the Do time, you remember? Yes, I remember. One of them was 
like a band video, right? Just them playing. Uh, yeah, I found it here. It's a straight out of line video. And um, I'll just read what I wrote because I'm, 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 this is all flooding back to me. Band performing in an empty factory. Sully has two mics because after the first verse, he kicks away one of the mics and switches to the other mic. Wow. I remember it was one of the most unusual things. I was like, why does he have two mics? And it's because at one point he's going to kick one of those mics out of there. Get this out of here. And it's intercut with the band rocking in fine form with shots of a guy who is covered in giant scars and stitches who's sitting in a tub of water. He slowly gets up, walks down some subway tracks, and then writes in chalk in a circle. I don't know. And Sully is full frosted tips. <laughs> Looking okay. good. Looking like a million bucks. Looking like a guy. Well, hey, you know what? You just spent some time isolating in Miami. True. Place where you can really focus. Oh, man. If I want to just, no distractions. I just want to be at peace, at zen. I go where it all started. Miami, Florida. Right. Right? The epicenter. You know, I, I, I like to think that you go to Sully and you're like, when you want to just get away, if Miami's not cutting it, where do you go to really relax? And he's like, oh, Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which city is known for its relaxed vibe and oh, chilled out yeah. people? Las mm-hmm. Vegas. I just love yeah. the sound of paper being flapped against the hand and shoved in yep. my face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, if I, wanna get, if I want to get a good night's sleep, if I want to just like go and sleep and know that nothing's going to bother me, I go to the Big Apple, New York City. Which is the city that's sleeping, right? Am I remembering that right? Or is it a different name? No, that's right. Is that right? Okay. You're I've got a trip. I got a trip planned. I'm bringing a brand new pillow and I'm just going to sleep in the old, the old apple, as they call it. They hollow it out because it's so comfy to sleep in. That's right. All right. I think we're ready for this next one. All right. Jenny, what do we got? We got Realign. Godsmack got a Godsmack. But at a certain point, you feel like a band is no longer channeling a genre. They are the genre. And I remember on my listens, and then I did a quick skim today of the record just to kind of re-familiarize myself. At this point in the album, I don't hear the influences. I don't hear the chainsing. I don't hear the waterlogged Metallica. All I hear is Godsmack. It's like Godsmack become their own genre at a certain point in the album because the sounds are so familiar and so calcified that it's like, uh, yeah, I don't hear anything else. All I hear is this band. All I hear is, I, I feel like it's a plus 
for some, a minus for others. But at this point in the record, I'm just like, it's Godsmack. This, this is them. Jenny, what'd you think of Realign? I agree with you. Like at this point, I'm just like, this whole album sounds the same. It all sounds like Godsmack, but it's just same shit. Now, what is different shit is what the song is about, mm. which is, according to Sully, uh, every time he tours to New Orleans with Godsmack, he gets sick. And he attributes this to having been killed in New Orleans in a previous life and being haunted by evil spirits every time he visits New Orleans. Yep. So, I mean, that is some Godsmack shit, too. But I love it. And we all know where Lauren stands on ghosts, so he doesn't think this is true. Well, no, this this makes more sense because what Sully is saying is that in a previous life, which means... In a previous life, he died, and then he immediately came back to life as somebody new. He didn't hang out, didn't hang out in some house, being a dick. He immediately got back in a body, and then he was a dick in other ways have, as a corporal form. Have you ever had a party, Lauren, like at your house? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, so there are people who leave the party and go do something else, and then there are people who stay and stay, and you're like, all right. And then they just stay. That's the difference between people who bop out of this plane of existence and like go into another human form or people who ghost. It's interesting that you bring this up because if someone were to leave a party early, you would say that they ghosted you, Mm -hmm. which means that they're gone, not that they've hung out. Like, by your definition, if you were to say someone's ghosting this party, it means that they're sticking around and they haven't taken the hint. They're packing up. They're haunting the, fo- the party. They're haunting the party. But if you say someone's ghosting, it means that they've left. Without saying goodbye. Without saying goodbye. I, I'm, I'm just getting the semantics here. But people become ghosts, right? They say when they have unfinished business. So it is like they leave without saying goodbye, and that's why they haunt. Mm. Well, something all I'm going to gonna say about. is I'm something to think about, but I'm still going to I'm standing firm on my no ghost thing. <laughs> Matt, um, how do you feel about uh, realigning, reincarnation, ghosts? How do, you, mean, how do you feel? Here's my question. Have you ever gone to a friend's house for dinner and the food just ain't no good? Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. You know, uh, I uh, with the reincarnation thing, interesting. We'll see how that works out. And uh... <laughs> Matt's playing wait and see with the reincarnation. <laughs> totally, bro. We'll see how that goes. If I'm back, I'm gonna definitely hit you up, <laughs> yo, bro. If I'm back, yo, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that thing where I show up, but you can only see me in a mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna Candyman you. you. <laughs> Just... Oh, appreciate Good. it. Good. Um, one comment on songmeanings.com from Essence, who said, wow, what a song. I never knew that before. Quite amazing. It doesn't make sense now that I look at it that way. Cool. I love this band. They are some pretty nice guys. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be. This is a person having a conversation with somebody (laughs) and they just left out half of it and just put their part they were like this is an amazing conversation we're having about this song i'm just gonna put my end of the conversation in this comment i'm gonna leave your part out there you go 
Oh, boy. Wow. That's uh, really quite something. All righty. Up next is I fucking okay. hate you. This one sounds a little bit different from the other ones uh, that we've heard so far. A little bit different groove. But man, oh man, Sully is pissed. Matt, what do you think a person would have to do to make Sully this mad? Um, one, number one with the bullet, disrespect him. Mm-hmm. Sully is not a guy who should be disrespected to his face so we know who this song is about Uh oh we know what they did to sully do you want to guess what specific thing they did to sully to set him off i'm gonna guess that uh they broke a promise or in or we're caught talking shit behind Sully's back about Sully. Matt, you're going to love this. Commenter Fishbone1 on songmeanings.com. Crack the code. This song was written about the contractor that built Sully's house. <laughs> they promised. Hey. A fucking course it is. Let's get into what happened. They promised things that were obvious lies once the house was paid for. Promised a heated driveway. Didn't work. The guy tried to charge him for use of a water tank because he had never had the house hooked up to town water or was able to have a well put in that would keep up with the water his house uses. Sully got ripped off and it pissed him off. I got to tell you, when I found this out, I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing. Because I was a little worried who this song could be about. And uh, when I found out that it was about the specific person who promised Sully a heated driveway and water in his home and delivered on neither, Sully said, I am so angry. I'm packing up on all my gear. I'm going down to the place of peace and tranquility, Miami, Florida, and I'm going to let it all out. That's right. That is right. Jenny, Jenny, how do you feel about the song I Fucking Hate You? Uh, probably one of the stronger songs on the album. I, 
you can't go wrong naming a song I fucking hate you. People are going to like it and they're just going to dedicate it to whoever they're angry at. I think it's uh very it's it's very utilitarian, I I would say, maybe if I'm using that word correctly. It's it's easily applied to lots of different situations. Contractors to exes to person who cuts you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. I mean, you're there. You get to your brand new house. You touch the driveway. It's cold. It's cold. This what the fuck? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Rage. Build. Touch this driveway. Is it seem like the right temperature to you? Family out here now. <laughs> uh, Sully, I hate to break it to you, but there's no water in this house. What? I mean, that one is pretty. That that one's reasonable. That one's reasonable. Yeah, he's <laughs> he was definitely right about that one. Um, heated driveway. I mean, I, I guess this is like a is like a, a a deterrent for shoveling. Is that is that what the thought process is during I, inclement weather? I guess it seems like a secretly lizard. <laughs> It's <laughs> a heat rock. Either either thing is possible. I'm gonna guess it's a deterrent for snow and ice, but perhaps he's a lizard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Needs a little heat rock. Yeah. Uh, the song has um, a couple different variations on Sully saying "fuck you." At one point, he whispers it, and at another point, he screams it. Um, you get all of the anger on there. 100, percent you believe it. Um, a little surprising that he could muster up this level of anger and intensity while stationed in a place as chill and relaxed as Miami, Florida. I'm a little surprised. Just a little surprised. True. Uh, the only other comment on songmeanings.com besides that great one from Fishbone One, thank you, thank you, um, was uh, Essence back again. Um, and uh, they had an interesting take. Jenny, did you uh, want to give us that one? Oh, sure. I just have to find it. This song is really good when you're pissed at someone. My boyfriend dumped me because I didn't smile enough for him. What a fucking asshole. When he did that, I just blasted this song in his face. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I love this song. Well, first of all, I don't think that's a true story. Hate to say. But secondly, I mean, that's a got him if it did happen. Definitely a got him if it did happen. Uh... I uh, I had to say it. I believe half the story. I believe that he may have broken up with her for shitty reasons. I don't know if I believe the blasting of the song part because oh, that requires. Also, this comment is from January of 2005. And unless she's, you know, got this thing ready, you know, aux corded up in an iPod or a CD player ready to go with this song. I mean, it's otherwise. I mean, if you're not prepared to be dumped. And then you're like, I know the perfect song for this. Do not move. Where's my CD book? Flip, 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 flip to the G's. Pull out Godsmack. Put it in the player. Go. What track is What track is this? Track seven. Hit play in your face. Why are you walking away? Logistically unlikely. Yes. But hey. Yeah. So, all right. I think we're ready for the next one. All right. Up next, we've got Releasing the Demons. I keep acting like I'm the one who controls it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Lauren's got it. I got it, baby. The 
Jenny, releasing the demons. How you feeling? I mean, it sounds good in theory, right? But apparently, this song, this is about, you know, Sully's a Wiccan. So whatever you send out, whether it be good or bad, it comes back to you threefold. Uh, in this song, Sully's talking about releasing the demons from his body, which sounds like a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess what that meant is that it resulted in more demons returning. That sounds less good. That doesn't sound so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, if you're like, I got to get these demons out, and they're like, well, I hate to break it to you, but you can get double demons. So however many you're releasing, just, yeah, just multiply that. I got to say, the opening line, if only you could have seen how fucked up my life used to be. And I was like, I've read the book. <laughs> I know. We can see. We can see it. We know it. We can see it. We know all about it. You know, this has got some creepy vibes. It made me think about when is the best time to release demons, if at all. Really, probably never, it sounds like, because you just get more. So just deal with the ones you got. Uh, you know, it's fine. This feels like a, you know, it, it's interesting that, like, the first half of the album is, like, pretty samey. And then the second half of the album is like, well, now we're going to get the I fucking hate you song. It's going to be a little bit of a twist. We're going to have this sort of creepy vibe of releasing the demons. And I'm wondering if maybe it would have been beneficial album shape wise to bump some of these songs earlier in the album to kind of break up the, the, the stomping similarities of the first five or so songs. What do you think, Matt? It's one of those ones when it starts, I am so like, okay, yep, I know what this is. And I'm not particular to it. Again, I'm trying not to be so negative on them, even though I've, I'm, I'm just not a fan. So it's like I'm not finding new things to say about it. I hear his voice come in on these particular songs, and I just go, <sighs> I will say that there has been some songs in the record that I've liked a lot more, like surprisingly a lot more. But this just kind of like, okay, yep, ready for the next one. All right. All right. Who are we to stop you? Absolutely. (laughs) Who am I to stop this train? No, no, no. Let's keep it going. Up next, we're going to pick it up with a little number called Dead and Broken. Oh, cool.
wants to do I never made you a promise that you could hold me to That'll be the day you see me crying Every day I still say you're dead and broken Every day I still say you're dead and broken You're dead and broken I uh, I have a lot of affection for this song, you guys. It has a lot of things that make me smile, make me laugh. Um, for start, it's got a strong chain zing, and I was just feeling that chain zing on my re-listen today. I was like, very much enjoyed that. I also like the redundancy of something being dead and broken. I mean, once it's dead, I mean, you're like, oh, it's dead and it's broken. You know, I you know, you know. I love that. But one of my main takeaways from this song, though, is that if I take my car to a mechanic and this song is playing in the room where they're working on, you know, the garage, I know that my car is going to be fixed to perfection. This is that song. If I take if I take my bike and I say, hey, these pipes are too big. I need you to give me some little pipes. I need them I know. I need those piccolos. I know they're going to give me the right pipes. So, yeah, I was into this one. I dug it. Jenny, what'd you think of Dead and Broken? I thought this was fine. We're at a point where I'm just like, I get, I got it. Like, yep. And it's not for me, and that's fine. I, I think Godsmack's fine. Everybody who likes Godsmack is fine. But if this was your shit, congrats. They're coming up big for you. If this is your shit, like oh yeah they did not like they didn't come out with a third album of disappointing you mm-hmm. they came up with a third album of serving you what you like if you're a godsmack fan which what is a godsmack fan called are they smackies are they goddies no goddies are people who are fans of the movie gotti so they're definitely smackies <laughs> Big, huge smackies it's huge smackies if you're a smacky then then you know yeah, you're getting the full smack. Um, an incredible one-two punch of comments on songpeenings, uh, song songmeanings.com. Lacey says, I can't believe no one commented on this song. The Faceless album is my favorite from Godsmack so far. Lacey, coming out as a smacky. Comment from Essence, all caps. I'll comment, Godsmack kick ass. This is a great song, of course. Everything they touch turns to gold. Turns to gold. Turns to gold. That's a new one I had not heard about um, about Godsmack before. They have the golden touch, but then I, I looked at those album sales, baby. A lot of gold records. A lot of platinum records. So, you're not wrong. Not wrong. Hey. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got I Am... I am your spoken truth. I 
Jenny, thoughts on I Am? I wasn't really feeling this song, to be totally honest. Even within the context of the rest of this album kind of sounding samey to me. It just, at this point, I'm a little bit bored and the song didn't pull me out of that. What did you think? I wrote in my notes, this album is not done. There are more songs and they sound like Godsmack. <laughs> that is, I hit this wall every single time I listen to this album that I would just get to this song and I'd be like, there's more songs. They, they, they got a few more. This one's called I Am. It's got one line that I noticed, which is death will come when I'm good and ready. And uh, quite a boast, quite a boast. I, uh, yeah, at this point I was, I was pretty much like, you know, let's, let's start thinking Wrap Let's it start up. thinking about wrapping it up. Let's just start thinking about it. You know, I know you are relaxed. You are in Zen. You are, your mind is clear because you've been in the land of no distractions, Miami, Florida. Right. But let's get a little focused. Let's get a little focused and uh, and, and start to start to, to dig into to, to wrapping this bad boy up. All right, Matt. No, nothing to add. I am. You don't have to use all 75 minutes of the CD. True enough. All right, up next we've got The Awakening. That's basically that. It's a drum chant instrumental um, that will lead into our final song. Don't really have anything to say about it. Sort of like a Canyon Jam thing. It's fine. Um, definitely, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is different. So props in that department. Um, Matt, do you have any questions for Jenny? How respectful of our time <laughs> is this album? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this album comes in at 47 minutes and 19 seconds. Whoa, that's a lot more respectful than I thought it was. Feels longer. It does feel a little bit longer than that. I was always a little surprised um, when I put the CD in and it told me that. I was like, are you sure? But every time, that's what they say. Set your watch to it. Although, really, what a weird way to set your watch. <laughs> Hold on, i got to set my watch. <laughs> Get out. Faceless by Godsman. Yeah. Hey, whatever works for you. That's right. That's right. right. You got one track left. That is Serenity.
So I think we can all agree you hear this song and you're like, they recorded this album in Miami. This right. is the type of thing you make when Miami you're in Miami. Vibes. Big Miami. Real huge, Miami vibe. Huge Miami vibes. Um, you know, uh, it was, um, I can't, I'm just reading from my notes. I can't lie. They crush when they do this. Like, honestly, I, I, there's like an all acoustic record that they've done. And part of me, I haven't heard it, but part of me feels like that might be the best thing they've ever done. I don't know. The voodoo vibes, this vibes, I don't know. This, this worked for me. I was like, oh, we're actually going out on top. This is a good closer. So I was into it. Jenny? I thought this was all right. I, I, what's interesting to me about this song is that it was so influenced by Neil Peart and reading Neil Peart's book. Um, and that he actually wanted Neil Peart to play on this song, but he couldn't. Um, Longtime listeners of this show will know that Rush is my favorite band. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting to hear that somebody like Sully, for example, <laughs> is super into the same thing that you're super into. And just like what that inspiration looks like coming through Sully vibes. I don't know. I thought the song was all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to think about Neil Pert playing on this song. RIP. Um, if he had done it. So that's all I can think about when I listen to this. Matt thoughts on serenity, slow boy, slow jam. Um, this one comes on at the uh, at the bonfire. You're like, am, am I next? Am I gonna get? Am I gonna get burned up? Matt, I promise you, if we uh, if we ever play Serenity at a bonfire, we will not sacrifice you. Absolutely not, because that's not how we work. As Jenny has already stated, we are purely fucking and fighting people. That's all we're about. We're not sacrificers. <laughs> you fuck. You fight. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, and that's the album, Faceless, by Godsmack. And uh, now it's the part of the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Come on, the cannon. Jenny, we'll start with you. This album definitely would go in the Godsmack canon if you're a, a smacky or... <laughs> wherever we landed there but uh for the new metal canon no i don't think so um if i stand alone is in the canon right is that where we um i i don't know if it got put in or not if it isn't in there i mean i still think it should be in there so if it's not in there it should be if you're saying let's put it in i'd say let's put it in right now i'm just checking <laughs> i'm just checking don't try to use my words against me here lauren <laughs> the words where you just said i'm pretty sure it's in shouldn't we put it in i, think I didn't put say it should we put it see now you're adding you're adding rewind the tape um <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely would not put this whole album in there um, or even really any of the songs. I Stand Alone, probably my favorite song on here. I fucking hate you, Golden, in terms of, you know, a song that could be applied to anything. But um, overall, felt pretty bleh to me. Kind of middle of the line. Nothing stood out as essential. Lauren, let me know. Is it in the canon? I mean, I'm going to have to double check because 
yeah, I, I don't actually have the, the canon doc in front oh, of me. Oh, sorry. Um, I assume. So, I, I, our standalone so, has to be in the canon, right? I feel like it is, but... I'll see if I can, uh, while you're uh, discussing canon talk. Yeah, see see if you can. Um, where I stand on this album is Godsmack gonna Godsmack. I found this more enjoyable than Awake, um, but this is them solidifying their sound, and this is what they do, and this this really feels like if you've been on the fence about Godsmack and you're not sure how you feel about them, this, I feel, will solidify for you your feelings. Like, this is Godsmack. This is how they are. If this is your thing, then you're great. If this is not your thing, then I think you can move on with your life and listen to other things. I Stand Alone, still a classic, uh, but otherwise nothing for the canon. <sighs> Let's see. I don't see I Stand Alone. Doesn't mean it's not there. Just means on this document. I yeah, I'm looking at the document right now, and I I don't think I've updated it lately. Because uh, the last album it shows in here is Narrative Retold by Fire from the Gods. And I feel like we put other things in since then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's been a pandemic. Things are crazy. I just have not totally updated this list. Wow. Um, well, I apologize. So if it's not in <laughs> there, should we put it in? That would be my vote because I think it's Godsmack's best song. All right. I'm for it. If we there haven't heard it, maybe we've taught you through this before, <laughs> listeners. Who knows? At this point, who knows? Who knows? Either way, we're doubling down. We're back. Yep. We're getting our yep. we're getting our sea legs here. <laughs> That's <laughs> Guess right. What doesn't stand alone. The two times I stand alone got into the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I honestly forgot songmeanings.com was a thing until you brought it up, Lauren. <laughs> oh shit. That's right. So, you gave birth uh, to a child. <laughs> Jenny, you're relearning everything. You're figuring out things. We're all relearning everything. We are relearning things. I mean, Jenny, really, you're seeing the world right now through the eyes of your child. And your child, she had no idea about songmeanings.com. You know, I mean, granted, she was born coming out with the logo of whatever the last band you listened to on her forehead, as we know how all babies do work that way. Gonna, you know, and you're raising her right. You're raising her to understand that your family. Of fighting fuckers. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's it. Uh, so there you have it. I stand alone, either in the canon for the first time or in the canon again. Uh, but it's in there. And that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on, keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Or head on over to patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast become a patron of the show until next time jenny thank you lauren thank you matt thank you thank you okay bye-bye